What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Uh, Ray Pastor here. Got some updates for you guys and uh, some cool stuff to talk about today. Just actually lots of updates, things that I'm working on. Um, the first thing that I do want to talk about. So I did a video the other day about, um, move my mic a little closer to me, about um, the instructional design portfolio. And I talked a little bit about that. I wanted to follow that up just a little bit today and talk about like when you're buying a website for a portfolio, like what should you look for and kind of how do you do that? Because I've I've been dealing a lot with this lately. I'm teaching a class right now where I'm having my students build a website. So I had to do a lot of research on um, buying a website, which is something, I mean, I've owned a website since like 2000 or something like that. I mean, I had my, I had a, I designed my first website in the nineties when I couldn't put images on the screen. It was a site about like karate and I developed one about weightlifting. I had two sites, which is kind of funny because I could have done so much with them. I was just a, you know, 14 year old kid at the time. I didn't know that, but, uh, you know, I've been buying, I've used multiple web hosts and seen lots of you know, things happen in the world of buying and hosting a website. So let me talk a little bit about that. So, you know, I talked about this importance of having a portfolio, which is important for so many fields, like almost like no matter like what you do in life, you need some kind of portfolio, right? Like you, you need a portfolio of projects like in business, um, accounting, computer science, instructional technology, it almost doesn't matter what you do, you need a portfolio, right? And a lot of times it's great to put that portfolio on a website. So I think a lot of people when they first go to develop a website, if they, they're not a web developer themselves, it can be a little daunting and confusing. Um, so they're not sure like how to host and what to actually do. So let me tell you what I do first of all, and then what most people do and some of the issues and things that I've, I've run into recently. So first of all, what I do is I, I pay for something called shared hosting, which basically means I pay a company X amount of dollars a year. It's like $80 a year, $50 a year. I, I don't know the exact, it's something, it's under $100 a year. That gives me my domain name, raypastor.com. And that gives me like almost like a Dropbox folder where I can put anything into it and it shows up on the web. That's basically what I'm paying for. So I'm paying for the domain name and this folder that I can put everything into. That's the most basic and easy way to explain it. That folder is on a shared server. That doesn't concern me as far as like being the end user. I don't have to know anything about that in the most plain and simple terms. I pay like $80 a year for this service. Um, through a web hosting company. And I can put anything I want into that folder, you know, assuming it's not like illegal and stuff like that. I can put anything I want into that folder. I can put projects, I can put pictures, I can put videos, I can put web pages, all that great stuff. And it'll show up on raypastor.com. So that's basically how this works. Um, very simple, right? So that's what I personally do. I use a company called ICD Soft, like the letters I letter C, letter D, soft. Let me actually type it in here for y'all if you're uh, not just listening. But this is the site I've used. I've used this site since like 2001. Now, since that time, I've tried probably like five to eight different ones. Um, and that's because like clients will use other sites or I've just, I've tried other sites. And 
Um, I've had lots of issues. So let me talk about some of those issues and some of the recent ones that I've dealt with. Um, so another popular one that people use is GoDaddy. Um, GoDaddy has been okay for the sites that I've developed with. Um, the issue that I run into is they have pretty slow customer service. So it takes, sometimes it's taken me like 24 hours to get con a, a person back to me when I've had some issues. That's one of the reasons I've liked the company I posted on here, ICD Soft, because they're they'll get back to me in like five minutes, even if I message them at like five in the morning. So they have good customer service, which I like. Um, I've tried Bluehost, and I ran into a few issues with Bluehost. Um, and more recently, I've had clients who want to use Wix um, and some of these like WordPress.com, um, basically what are referred to as WYSIWYG editors, right? Like they do everything editor. Um, and I've run into a few problems with them and let me talk about that. So unfortunately, when you buy like hosting through something like WordPress or any, I mean, yeah, WordPress, Wix, any of these web development hosting platforms that, um, don't, they're not a shared server. They're like this editor. You're basically paying for an editor that allows you to make a quick website. These are excellent, excellent because they're beautiful. They work well on the mobile device and the PC. They look really good and they're really easy to make. They're great for informational websites. So like if I was going to create a website that just was going to have some information, like if I had a pizza shop and I was going to, I wanted to put my menu, some pictures and like my contact info for my shop on a website, this would be beautiful for that absolutely perfect. Um, but if I wanted to allow customers to be able to order from the website, we're probably not going to use one of these sites all of a sudden. Um, because there are some issues, which I'm going to talk about in a second. So, you know, I run into these problems with these sites like that. So they're really great for informational things. Now, if I was going to sell something on a website like products, I'm going to look at Shopify or big commerce, or one of the e-commerce type sites, right? Because th they are really good for that kind of thing. But if I want to create a portfolio as like a photographer, instructional designer, programmer, whatever my job is, I want to create this portfolio. Sites like Wix do not work for it. And let me tell you why. So the problem with a, a, a site like Wix is that I can't upload all file types. Um, I also can't like upload a folder. So like if I were to create something in like Articulate or Captivate, I can't upload that file in the Wix. I would have to literally put like a link for a Dropbox uh, zipped up folder for my project for them to see it in Wix. So it becomes a big problem. You can't just put whatever you want on these sites. Now, if you're just a photographer and you're just putting photos, Wix will do photos, but it's very limited as to what you can upload. And what I'm finding is all these sites, like these editor sites, where they create this great site for you, are very limited in the scope of what you can do on their server. So it becomes very problematic. It's one of the reasons I just, I, it's almost like unusable for me to use one of these sites now because of how limited they are. So there are some issues with it. So anyway, something to keep in mind if you're thinking about like where to host your website, make sure you're paying for what you really want. I gave a link here. I don't get anything for you using that link. So I don't care if you use them or someone else. I'm just trying to be helpful and tell you, you know, who, who I use and who I've had success using and stuff. 
Um, so anyway, and the reason I really like them is the customer service. I don't think all their, like they have less disk space than like Bluehost, but man, I used Bluehost and it was a disaster. So, all right. Other stuff I want to talk about today. So now I'm getting out of the, this is less tech. So let's get into, let's get into gaming a little bit. And then we're going to talk about some fun stuff. So gaming, gaming, gaming. So I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. I've been having a lot of fun with it. One of the things that I found interesting, so I was watching my uh, my team play, actually, my students. They were on the, they're in the Call of Duty Collegiate League, and they were playing on, um, they were on the main stream on Wednesday night or something like that. Tuesday night, I can't remember. Anyway, they were in this week. And uh, it was really cool. When I started looking up, you know, the uh, the pro Call of Duty streams, because I really don't watch it too much, and I need to. And there are some cool research studies that I th I want to I want to do around some of the pro videos. And uh, one of the things I noticed about the Call of Duty League is that the pros are using controllers. You know, these Xbox controllers or whatever controller for the league. And I thought that was really fascinating. Um, so when I used to play Call of Duty, I would only play on an Xbox, right? I had my Xbox 360, which I still have right here. That's like, you know, really old. And I had, I have an Xbox One too, but I kind of over the last, I don't know, let's say like five to seven years, basically when the Xbox One came out, cause I bought it and like hardly used it. I've really stopped using the, uh, the Xbox, like the consoles at all. And I use the PC because I finally like work gets me a nice Alienware machine. I have a great gaming setup right now. Um, my current machine is an Alienware R17. It's got a 1080 NVIDIA card, 1080 GTX NVIDIA card, which is now a little outdated, but still very good. And this machine's three years old. So, you know, in two years, I'll up or a year next, actually one year from now, I'll be upgrading that. So it's great it's got 32 gigabytes of ram like the machine still runs great um i don't i don't it never gets above like 75 degrees it's a great 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 gaming machine so i'm very happy with it um but anyway since i've had that machine i really haven't been gaming too much on the and i've been i was playing lots of league of legends and stuff so anyway i started playing call of duty and I started to wonder, like, so I just naturally played with the mouse and keyboard and it feels really good. And I was wondering, and I guess I'm asking other people, like, what do you prefer to play with? And not just Call of Duty, but other games. Now, like a game like Halo, I can't play with a mouse and keyboard. I have to use the controller when I'm playing Halo. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's the nature of the game, but I have a lot of problems playing Halo with the mouse and keyboard. But when I went into Call of Duty, it was like natural to play with the keyboard. And I'm wondering if I should just try the controller. I think this controller is actually broken. This one's actually pretty cool. So this controller, this one's the one that came with my Xbox. And it, it doesn't work well for some odd reason. But this one I bought separately. Um, so I would have two controllers like for two people. But it's got like this like grip on the bottom. You can't really see it. You can't see it in the camera. Anyway, it's got some cool grip on the bottom. So when you're holding it, because you do, if you if you ever play games, your hands sweat when you play, right? Um, you just get sweaty, especially in nervous situations. So this like will actually grip a little bit. And it's really nice when you're playing, it grips. So I, I've always really liked this controller a lot. It's great. 
Um, it's nice, and I wonder if I should be trying the game out with a controller. I was just curious to see what other people did, if anyone prefers like mouse and keyboard versus controller. I did ask in my uh, eSport Club Discord server what they use, and so far I've gotten one response, and they prefer mouse and keyboard. Um, and I, I assume most other people are going to say that too, but I'm just kind of curious to find out what people are using, especially because when I go into play Call of Duty, everyone, most people are on a PlayStation or Xbox. I feel like I'm one of the few PC people in there all the time, which is, again, I feel like odd, but whatever. What do I know? Um, I'm like the old guy gaming now, which is just so weird to think about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am. And whatever. I don't know. I still like all the games, so I'm going to play them. Um, so anyway, about that, that's, that's that. That's my uh, big gaming talk for the day. I've been, uh, oh, something kind of cool happened in the tech world, though, that I should talk about. So HyperX was bought out, which is pretty cool. Um, why can't I even think of the company that bought them out? Um, it's one of the big tech companies bought them out, which is pretty neat. It's cool to see, like, I'm a big fan of HyperX. I really like their stuff. Um, I have the headphones right here. I love these headphones. They fit great. They feel really, really, really great. Um, these are like $120 headphones. Fit and feel great. I really like them a lot. Have a lot of good luck with the HyperX headphones. And I actually have a HyperX keyboard that I'm showing you right now. It's still in the box. Um, I think I told you the story about this before. So I got, so for Christmas, my son really, really wanted a, uh, a key, like a light up colored keyboard and mouse. So we ordered him a HyperX mouse and a HyperX keyboard. Um, they were, there was a really good sale the day out, you know, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, we got the HyperX keyboard and mouse. You know, they're not too expensive anyway, but still, like, they're expensive enough that you want them on sale. And uh, they sent us two keyboards. So I have this, and I completely forget that I have this, but I totally need to set it up. Be because I play with a laptop, I don't really use, I use, like, the keyboard on my laptop, so I just have this sitting here. But I need to do something with it. I mean, they gave it to me for free. Maybe I should sell it. I don't know. Do any of you want, like, a HyperX keyboard? <laughs> Um, because I don't know what, what I'm really doing with it, but it's cool. And I really like the mouse my son has, uh, the HyperX mouse is awesome. So I like their equipment. I think they're, they've been doing a lot of good stuff in esports. I like to see companies sponsoring events and sponsoring stuff and they've been doing that. So it's really cool to see them small company get like picked up by one of the big guys and, uh, you know, expand it cause it's a, they have a good product and I like it. So they've done a good job. So great job, HyperX. Y'all did. Y'all have done some good stuff, so I'm excited to see that. I should actually try to interview someone from their company uh, at some point. That would be kind of cool. I do have an interview coming up next week, I believe on Tuesday. Um, I'm interviewing uh, one of the reps from Alienware and Dell to talk a little bit about how she got her position, her background, um, talk about esports, because she is in charge of the Alienware Dell uh, esports Discord, which is kind of cool. So... Um, It'll be neat to talk to her. So I have that interview coming up. And then I have another interview coming up um, with someone that's been doing some really cool art in the community, like art for change. Um, so I'm going to do that pretty soon. And I've asked a few other people, but I haven't heard back from them yet. So, uh, you know, we're, uh, 
I'll have some cool interviews coming up though. So that'll be neat to post. And uh, yes, I'm excited about that. Now, on to more personal stuff. So I'm past the that part of my presentation. Let's let's talk or my talk here. Let's talk about getting into some personal stuff. So first of all, house update for everybody that's been following along with me building building a house. Um, so me and my wife are building a house, and we, you know we have three kids, so we're building our house, um, and it's been a long process. You know we started in like October. No, that's not right. We like started in the summer or something. It's been a, just a really long time. I can't even tell you how long it's been. But anyway, we're hoping to have a move in like hear from them soon about when a move in date is. But I just, I went, I drove by the house yesterday. We still don't have siding, but like you can go in the house now. And like, there's the, the walls aren't up yet, but like the wood frame structures there. So you can like walk through and like envision what everything's going to look like. So that's been kind of cool. Um, what's really cool about it is me seeing my office cause my new office. So my current office is actually pretty big. It, my current office is like 17 by 12 foot room. It's actually a not really nice size room. I have the, you know, the green sheet up right now. Cause I've been, I got, have been like doing zooms and stuff lately. I've actually have a, a zoom coming up at one, but, uh, you know, I just do that for my, to have a nice green screen background for the zooms. But, uh, yeah, my new office, I'm going to have tons of options. It's so the room itself is, so this room 17 by 12. My new office is 30 by 14. So it's literally two feet wider and 12 feet, 13 feet longer. So it's going to be huge. So one of the cool things that I'm doing with my new office is I have so many, I have like all these cool toys all over the place in my current office and at my parents' house. I mean, like I always do this, like show people stuff. Like here's like the Nintendo power glove that I have. I've got, I've just got stuff around me. I've got, you know, Legend of Zelda game disc, uh, just all kinds of cool, like, like original Nintendo NES blaster. Like I've just got some cool gadgets and I have so many other things around me. These are just some of my like, you know, game tech stuff that I, and I like to have this stuff around me because I like to see it all the time. I'm a big, like, I love collecting things, but only if I display them, like I like to see it. It's gotta be like, I want to walk into my office and see my cool stuff and like feel good about having it or else I just shouldn't have it. Right. I might as well like get rid of it. My dad is the complete opposite of that. He collects and hoards things puts them in a box in a closet and doesn't see it. He just likes to know he has it. That drives me. I think I'm the complete opposite in that it drives me insane to see people collect things and put them away where no one can see them. If they, you can't enjoy it, why should you have it? You know, if you, if you're collecting something, have something valuable and no one can see it. Like I, I just can't, I can't figure out why he has all this stuff. Like what's the point? He does that with trains. Like he's a big like train collector. He also collects these, uh, oh, what are they? They're the, uh, oh, what are they called? Kaleidoscopes. Like, you know, like the, the, the tube kaleidoscope where like there's like beads in it and you hold it up to a light and spin the, the one end around and it shows like different colors. Like he collects those kaleidoscopes. Who collects kaleidoscopes? But he collects kaleidoscopes. He has like, 30 of them. Oh, you know what else he collects? Hold on. I actually have one right here. He collects these viewfinders. 
Now, this is one from my kids. This is not like a good one or anything. It's, you know, you put the card, you put like the circle card in and you can like push the little button on the side and it turns and shows you a different picture. And you look through and it shows you cool stuff. So he collects these. He has them from like the 50s and 60s. I guess when he was a little kid, um, he was very poor, like really, really, really poor and didn't have anything. Um, and so now he like has money to buy stuff. So he keeps buying and collecting stuff. But he has a bunch of these Viewmasters around. Um, so he, but he doesn't display any of this stuff, which is very strange. Yeah. He has like old, like Tinker toy and Erector sets and stuff, almost like a little kid. Like there's something wrong there with him. Um, then again, I mean, I'm, I have all my like toys from when I was a kid. I'm going to be displaying like transformers and He-Man and stuff, but these are all like mine that I actually did have. Uh, they just never threw them away. Like I have the old like Voltron, like I have the whole set, like I could build Voltron. I have the He-Man castles. I've both, I have some cool stuff that I love as a kid, garbage pail kids, just some cool stuff that I have that is really neat that I want to display in my new office. So I, I've got, I'm trying, I've been like trying to plan how do I display the stuff? Do I get like display cases? Do I just build like, do I just buy bookshelves? Do I build shelves? Like, what do I want to do? I don't know the answer to this question yet. Um, I'm going to move I want to move into the house and like be in the space first and have my office part, like my, you know, my tech stuff set up and then say to myself, how do I want this to be? Cause I feel like if I try to pre-plan it, I can't envision it correctly. So I'm going to kind of wait until I move in to do that. So anyway, that's new house update. There's no siding, siding or anything. I'm still waiting for that. So another thing I've been doing. So my wife got me, so this is something I, so my wife got me a bonsai tree for my birthday this year. Um, I guess it was something her and the kids thought I would enjoy, which is funny because so like maybe like four or five years ago, I tried to plant a bonsai tree and it died. It didn't make it. It was planted from seed though. So I didn't think it had a great start and I probably just did it incorrectly. Um, and so it died. So she bought me like an actual tree, which is pretty cool. And uh, I've been wanting to really get into bonsai trees for um, just a really long time. Not that I really want to get into them or anything like that. I'm just a big fan of having a garden and like having houseplants. That's all. I mean, I just really like houseplants and I like a garden. Like I have an aloe vera plant in my office. I have a cactus in my office. Now I have a bonsai tree. I plant like outside tomatoes and um, peppers and cilantro and spin and all this stuff every year to potatoes. I'm a big, like, I like gardening. I like, like plants. Right. So I've been wanting to get into bonsai, but one of the things I wanted to get into with bonsai trees is planting actual fruit. Cause you can, so you can make, you know, a lot of people picture a bonsai tree as like this, like green, like karate kid like thing. Right. So that's not necessarily what they have to be. You can make any kind of tree, a bonsai tree. So like an apple tree, a banana, pear, like you can, and it grows like fruit. And sometimes the fruit's like really small or like, it's just a little smaller, but it, you can like eat it and everything you can grow. Like, so any kind of tree an evergreen, whatever it happens to be maple oak, you can make a bonsai tree, literally every kind of tree you can make a bonsai tree. So what I've wanted to do for a number of years is make fruit trees that are bonsai trees. I've really wanted to grow fruit trees in the house 
that are bonsai trees. So I started with an apple and I started with an orange. So right now I have the orange. So I got orange seeds from an orange that I was eating. I, so I might have to buy like these seeds at the store that are good, but I'm first trying it with seeds that I had. So I'm starting with the orange. I've got the seeds in a cup, like with water and soil in like a plastic bag type thing. And they're supposed to stay there for weeks until they start growing. Then the apple seeds. Now listen to this. So the apple's kind of weird. You have to, it, the apple seeds like to grow in the cold. So I had to put the apple seeds. I put multiple ones in a paper towel that's soaked like a, you know, damp paper towel in a plastic like Ziploc bag. And I put it into the refrigerator and it stays in the refrigerator for six weeks until, the, well, basically until the seeds sprout. Six weeks in the fridge, which I just thought was weird, but that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, obviously I need to make sure these things have like water over the next few weeks. Like I, che I just checked the orange seeds today. I'll check the uh, apple seeds tomorrow probably and moisten the paper towel again so that it's just, there's water in there. But what I'm going to do is when they start growing, I will grow both of these orange and apple tree as bonsai and have mini, like a mini, <laughs> mini orange tree and a mini apple trees and like have like miniature fruit on them and I can eat the fruit. <laughs> so how cool is that? I think that's awesome. My wife thinks I'm insane. She has no idea what I'm talking about. I think it's hilarious and I think it'll be really cool. I just like having plants in my office, like in my space. You know, I've got, as I just said, I got aloe, I've got cactus and now I have a bonsai. So I'm going to plant these other things. I want to have a bunch of plants around me. It's really healthy to breathe in um, and all that good stuff, right? It's good for the environment to have plants. I'm a big plant person. I always love my garden. This is also the first year I'm not doing a garden, which really, really, really stinks because since I'm moving and I'm, my move date's probably going to be like April, it would be, it doesn't make any sense for me to do a garden this year. I guess like I've been thinking about like just doing like some tomatoes and peppers, like in a, cause I have some big pots outside, like just do them in the big pot so that I can just bring them to the new house. But like, I don't want to plant a garden here and then like have to just stop taking care of it like halfway through the season. So that kind of stinks. This is like the first year I'm not doing a garden. So the bonsai is like my, uh, <laughs> the next best thing for me. I'm also like trying not to go to a lot of stores and that whenever I do a garden, I got to go to Lowe's and buy, I buy new soil and new, like, uh, new fertilizer. And I, I'm, I buy, you know, like organic, nice food for the plants. And I have to get, I usually get my seeds online, but sometimes I do get them from Lowe's and uh, I would have probably had to start my peppers now by seedling. Um, my tomatoes and peppers, I usually start them like early, fe late January, early February inside. So yes. So I'm trying to plant fruit, little bonsais that I can eat and are going to grow little fruits. <laughs> All right. Next personal thing. Um, doing. So I'm on this quest right now. So I went, I went surfing. Um, let's see, I guess it was, it was early February. I haven't been in like three weeks and I'm probably going tomorrow. I went surfing and I was freezing, which is not fun. I mean, when you're in like 50, 48 degree water and it's cold, like you're not fun. So my wetsuit, I realized is, 10 years old. They don't really last that long. And like some of the seams are coming apart. So first of all, I need to buy a new wetsuit, but, uh, it's better to, 
buy them either. I'm probably just getting in my new wetsuit next year, right? I'm going to be back in my, a different size wet. So you wear wetsuits based on how cold the water temperature is, right? So right now it's winter. So I'm in a really thick suit, but in like the next month, I'm going to be in a thinner suit. So I only have to wear this thick winter wetsuit for the next like three weeks, probably. So I'm not buying a new suit for three weeks. I'll wait until next year and get a new suit at the beginning of the season, or I'll get a new suit at the end of this season. Hey, what's up? Somebody said hi. So I haven't decided, you know, if I'm going to get a new wetsuit at the end of this season or beginning of next. So I have to wear this wetsuit that has like, so the seams on it, like, you know, like if you look at a shirt, like a t-shirt, like it has seams, what happens with a wetsuit is that the reason they get old is first of all, it's made out of neoprene. So the rubber of like, if you put, have any kind of rubber, anything, it like wears out after a while, right? Like it dry rots and wears out. And if you're not familiar with like wetsuits at all, like people think like surfers are this big, like environmental people, neoprene and wetsuits is like one of the most toxic substances to humans while it's being produced like cement and neoprene are like the two worst possible things that could ever be made by humans. It like destroys the environment. Like the fact, the wetsuit factory like destroys humans and civilization. It's like terrible. Um, so anyway, so when your wetsuit gets old, the seams start to let water in because they start to like come apart. Like imagine like the seam of your shirt just keep like stretching and stretching. Like each time you're wearing it, it gets a little stretched out and there's glue gluing it together with threads and basically the glue wears away and water starts to get in and you get cold from your suit that's what happens so the suit starts to get cold after a while so what i am in this what i'm trying to do right now is repair the seams and make my suit warmer just to last me like the next few weeks so what i'm on a quest for right now is a type of glue that will work on like a neoprene to seal those seams. So the glue has to be sticky because it has to stick the stick the seams together. So it has to be like very like get hard, right? But it also has to be soft and bendable so that when I move my arms and stuff, it doesn't just break. So like, for example, if I used a glue gun glue, the glue gun glue seems like it would be really great, but it dries a little too hard because it just breaks. Um, you can't use like Elmer's or Gorilla Glue or anything like that because they would just break. They're way too hard. They would just break. So you have to find a glue that will work. There's all kinds of like potential solutions, but it's going to cost me probably as much as a new suit to go buy all these types of glue to try them out. So it's really frustrating. So I have no idea what I'm supposed to use. Um, I look online and there are some options, but none of them are perfect. And this is a really weird. This is like surfers are people who like are very like uh, very much like they have lots of like hacks. Like there's like all kinds of surfboard hacks to like repair your surfboard. Like what can you do when your surfboard gets dinged like a hole in it and you're at the beach? How can you still surf? Like what can you do to fix it? So we have like all these hacks. There's no hacks for wetsuits, which is really weird. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. There's like, there is like a duct tape of wetsuit, which is called Aqua Seal. It's like the special glue, but it's not, it's more of the glue that I would use to like repair a hole. 
or repair like one piece of a seam. It's not like a glue that you would use to cover the all the seams. So I'm not sure what I'm supposed to use. I think if I like melted real rubber onto the suit, that would work. Like, you know, like the rubber from a bottom of a shoe. I think that would work really well, but I'm not doing that because I'd probably like get some really horrible disease from doing that. So I'm not gonna do it. Um, so this is my quest. I've been reading about different kinds of glue and like, like different types of all kinds of materials and I can't figure it out. So if anybody out there knows anything about glue and they know something that could potentially work to seal like a wetsuit seam, um, like cover the whole suit, not just like aqua seal, let me know because that would be extremely helpful. And I know none of you watching this probably even care about wetsuits or anything that I'm talking about with glue, but it's a problem and I love, I thrive on solving problems like this. I don't care what it's about, what my interest level is in it. I love searching, finding reviews, reading research and figuring out a solution to a problem and doing the test. Like I want to order like $400 worth of different types of glue right now to do a big experiment video where I do use all the kind of glues. I go out and test it. I see what it's like. I would love, like that's fun to me. Like I love doing stuff like that. I think I did this. I actually did something like that. Um, maybe five years ago with different types of rust products. I went to all these companies because <laughs> I was trying to find this thing that would stop metal in my garage from rusting. I had these weights that kept rusting. I was trying all these different oils. Um, and what I did is I contacted all the rust companies and they gave me all these free samples. And then I bought like washers at Lowe's. They were like, you know, 10 cents a piece. I bought like 40 of them. I put, I did, I tested, I had just nothing, just the washers with nothing on them, the washers with water, sprayed water, and then the washers with sprayed salt water. And I analyzed them every day to see which would rust first in my <laughs> garage. It was the most fun experiment. You know, you, I felt like a kid doing like a science experiment. I really like doing stuff like that. It's super fun. Um, Maybe I should do that rust video. I should, I should, I, cause I didn't make a video of it. That was just like me. That was like me doing like something for fun at home. Like, like totally not a video or anything. I was just like, this is what I'm doing. Um, so I need to do one with glue, but it's like expensive. Cause some of the tubes are like, they're all like 12 to like $20 a tube. They're not like real, like $2 a tube. So if I test like 10 of them, I'm potentially looking at $200. So it's like starts to get kind of expensive fast. And that starts to be like a, where you get to this point where it's like, am I wasting money? Because a brand new wetsuit is like, maybe I can, I can get a cheap one for $200, but like more like 300. So that's where it starts to get uh, a little bit waste of money. Hey, someone said, Hey from Sweden, how you doing? I'm in North Carolina, um, United States, North Carolina, good old state of North Carolina. Kind of funny. We were watching me and my wife are watching this show Outlander, which the first season was kind of cool and interesting, but we're on season like three or four and it's really terrible. I can't stand the show at all. I'm like just on my phone right now while she's watching it basically. Cause it, it's like these people just keep having like the same problem over and over again. And like, they can never be happy. It's just like one problem after another. And they just went from Europe 
they're in like the 1600s or something like that. I don't even know. And they just went to North Carolina in America. And now they're in Wilmington where I am, which is interesting to see that they're in Wilmington in like the 1500s. Not that it's real. I mean, it's a fake show kind of thing, but it still was kind of cool to see that. So, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, wow. I, I talked for a long time, but yeah, that's pretty much, uh, those are my big updates. It's weekend. It's Friday. So I'm excited about that. We do pizza movie night on Fridays. I don't know what we're watching tonight, but I do know me and my kids are finally watching Mandalorian, which is really cool so far where you've watched the first four episodes. We've been watching like two or three episodes a weekend. So, uh, yeah, no, well, maybe we'll finish season one this weekend. So I'm watching that right now. Kind of cool. I'll give a full review once I uh, actually watch the entire thing. So I'm at the point where well, I'm not going to spoil it. So y'all haven't seen it. I'm not going to do that. But uh, yeah, that's everything. So uh, that is, that's everything. Um, yeah, pizza, movie night, Friday night, always exciting. And uh, I might go surfing tomorrow. So there might be some waves and it might be nice out too. So I'm excited about that. We might also do like this hike at some park. Oh, and so this park we're going to has Venus fly traps, real ones. So what's really cool is um, I'm talking about where I live. An interesting like fact about Wilmington is it's the only place in the world that Venus fly traps grow naturally which is really cool. So we're going to go check out uh, this park. I don't know what it's called, like Battlefield Park or something. I don't know. It's like 20 minutes away. And there are real Venus flytraps. I've been living here for 11 years and I've never seen like the Venus flytraps, like the real ones, you know, not the ones at the store, but like the ones in like the growing in the wild. So that'll be pretty cool to go see. So that's kind of our plan this weekend. And then we're doing like skate park with the kids on Sunday. So you know, I got some fun stuff planned this weekend. It'll be a little relaxing and busy, man. My stress level goes way down on the weekends. I, I need that. I'm excited for that. I have meetings at one and two today. I'm not looking forward to that. Not that they're bad meetings or anything. I just, it's like you just see it on your calendar and it's like it never ends. So I'm sure a lot of y'all can relate to that where it's like you just can, are constantly bombarded with work. It's like, this is my a break from work, like going on video, like it's fun. Um, so anyway, guys, um, that's everything. That's all. I hope everyone's doing well. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you later.